aka Patters, for today's episode, we're talking The Martian, Ridley Scott, Matt Damon, one of the greatest science fiction movies of all time. Maybe the greatest science fiction movie of all time. We got to talk about it. Let's go. Quiet on the set. Camera speed. Sound production. Take one. Action. I am committed to the cause. A.K.A. Patters. I want to review and discuss with you every single movie I have ever seen. Every single movie on my list. The list is vast. The Martian has been on that list for a very long time. And I am so happy to bring it to you. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pad, and sometimes on some social media networks known as a.k.a. Pad 69. That's right. I have a college level sense of humor, and I'm talking to you. I'm coming from you, to you, from Philadelphia, PA, in Center City. I'm like right down the street from City Hall, and we have 630 episodes of this podcast to go back and forth on and we've been matriculating the entire filmography of one Ridley Scott now I consider Ridley Scott the greatest filmmaker the caveat to that I consider Woody Allen the greatest alter of all time he sculpts movies his movies are him Ridley Scott has attempted to make a movie for every single one of your like of of the film goers taste what am i saying <laughs> i'm fumbling my words a lot this episode no but what <coughs> but whatever your taste level is ridley scott has tried to make a movie for you i would say outside of stupid silly slapstick comedy my buddy John, he's he's he was on this podcast on the early episodes. You can see him as a contributor. If you go to akapad.com slash talk, he's listed as a contributor to at the time what was called the Dream Warriors podcast. And yeah, we did a couple of reviews when it comes to uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we might have done one or two in the parking lot of movies to do a general quick reaction. I hate that stuff. People, I like to digest movies. I like to watch them and rewatch them and think about them. So I've seen The Martian twice now. Previously, it was zero. The point I'm getting at, though, is John, uh, who, you know, I respect where he comes from. <coughs> he, I remember when he saw this, he said, This movie is good. This, this movie's like really, really there. And despite the box office, uh, this movie made a boatload of the moolah. Let, let's just get into the box office real quick. The movie made bank. The movie made $630 million off of a $108 million budget. The look of this movie, this movie feels like it's it's a $250 million movie of today. It's like a quarter of a million dollar movie just the way it looks. But John said, this movie's good. You should see it. And that was 2015. So, 10 years later, we're here. We are really at the, I hate this, it's like the uh, the precipice of what I feel, how do we argue the greatest science fiction movie of all time. Now, we can go in the super fantasy realm. So, when it comes to Ridley Scott, he has Alien, Blade Runner, The Martian, okay, they're all top 10 people. 
do we put 2001 in there? Yes. Like, is 2001 the original Planet of the Apes? Are they up there? So, like, the answer is yes. But if you want 2001, and you kind of want the movie to have a point at the end that you can grasp as an audience, this movie supersedes that. With some of that, too, I would also put Prometheus uh, potentially in the top ten. I, I really would. I love Prometheus so much. I don't care if it's connected to Alien or Aliens or, or not. Uh, I, I accept that as a movie because I'm a film goer and I love movies. That's why we call ourselves a film buff. So, like, we can go back and forth. So, second time watching this movie, I, I it was just like, all right, I need to, I need to look up the 2015 Academy Awards because who who got Best Actor? Because Matt Damon. This is almost like a one person movie. Matt Damon and the the positioning of what they do with him in this. You love this son of a bitch. You love this guy so much. He is maybe this is has to be one of the most charis, charismatic charismatic performances I can really remember. He pulls you in and does things unexpected. And it deserves your adulation and 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 you know you give him a, a little bow. He entertains you. He's talking to you. This uh, this one person, this confessional level, real world level performance and direction and and uh, attitude for this movie. He's talking to the audience. He's talking directly to you, and immediately you get a connection. And once that connection solidifies, you want this dude to live. So upon. Watching this movie, something occurred to me. People, what is with the best of the best in Hollywood making these banger astronaut movies? We have Sandra Bullock, Gravity. We have George Clooney, Solaris. Upcoming, we have Ad Astra, Brad Pitt. Who am I forgetting? Matthew McConaughey, Interstellar. Like, it's phenomenal. Tom Hanks, Apollo 13. What is happening? The entire cast of the right stuff. So there's something to this. There's something to astronaut movies being uh, the first man, Ryan Reynolds. There's something to the astronaut being a stage play. You're on stage by yourself when you play an astronaut in Hollywood. And... It really, I think it's a platform that gives these individuals uh, flex. They can flex their muscle and show us what they can do. Outside of the set design, outside of the music, outside of the cinematography, the vehicle design in this movie and the gadget design and the, the flow of the tech the uh, technology you know like you're introduced to different things along the way and you it registers and you can follow it that's all by design so in 2015 like who do we have because we have a performance that really 
should be honored. Like, we need a Academy Award for Matt Damon, but then we have uh, DiCaprio with the Remnant uh, taking whom? The, the Golden Naked Boy with the, with the sword. That's the Academy Award for best something. <laughs> but no, so, like, it's, it's, it's tough, people. <laughs> the the competition for best actor is constantly a dogfight nowadays. I I just really don't care. I I just don't think that the nominations hold up anymore. But this movie, uh, it just deserves uh, study. It deserves play and replay. It deserves to be played in the background. It just uh, it really garners your attention makes you want to be an astronaut and that's believe it or not that's the point of this movie is is he sacrifices himself he goes on this journey to teach the next generation of astronauts the next uh you know next wave colonizers of the cosmos and it's almost like you can you can kind of imagine what would inspire a generation to do something and this, like, you know, if this was like a real life incident, this this would be it. And it's to me, it's no different than Pearl Harbor pushing signups, <laughs> like military volunteers. It's no different than nine eleven. It's, it's it's no different than than JFK telling people we're going to the moon, and having this uh, patriotism surrounding it. And yeah, NASA is a American institution. It's an American force, and yeah, we shouldn't back away from from that idea. And and I would have, like any of these rescue movies, you kind of always say cut the movie at the rescue, because whatever happens after, we're just going to feel deflated. I felt like that during this movie, but him being a teacher. Uh, just you know like it rings true to the character it's an intelligent choice and yeah like you, you it's, it is inspirational uh and and very few times you have like a fictional movie be this inspirational and the idea that you you keep going and you be smart and you survive uh coincidentally the remnant is very much the same theme we'll talk about that later I would like to re-explore that movie a few times before uh, sitting down with all of you. But I do feel like it, for the 2015 movies, it does deserve uh, an episode of its own. And it's Leo. We love Leo. But do yourself a favor. Check out The Martian. Okay, that's a wrap.